Hi there. I'm David. I'll give your eyes a moment to adjust. I'm not Adam. Someone came up to Adam after the first service and said, Your dad looks just like you. And he said, No, I look just like him. I mean, you know, I was there, I was there first. So uh, it's great to be here with you. Uh, Adam invited me down for Father's Day. And then he said, Oh, yeah, by the way, why don't you speak that day when you're here? So that's the way we worked it out. There was a young guy who was working in the produce department of a grocery store. And a lady came in, and as he was working away there, she tapped him on the shoulder, and she said, "Uh, Young man, I would like to buy a half head of lettuce. And the guy went off on her. He said, Are you kidding me? We do not sell half heads of lettuce. God made them to grow in a head, and that's the way we sell them. And she got angry. She said, are you, I've been shopping here for years and I can't believe the, the way that you're treating me now. You go and ask your manager if I could buy a half head of lettuce. So he's like, okay, customer's always right. So he went, found his manager finally, and he went up to the manager and said, there is this idiot lady out there who wants to buy a half head of lettuce. And the whole time, you know, he's saying that the manager's like, And he turns around, and there's the lady. And he said, and this beautiful lady would like to buy the other half. (laughs) That was quick, man. I'm never that quick with a comeback. You know what I mean? A couple of days later, I'll think, I should have said that. Oh, I have trouble with that, and maybe you do too. Well, you know, um, raise your hand if your words or your mouth has ever, ever gotten you into trouble. All right, anybody who's not holding up your hand, you could come up and finish the message and I'll go sit out and listen to it because we all have trouble with that, don't we? I saw some of you wives raising your husband's hand. I saw that. I saw that going on out there. But you know, isn't it true? Turn to the person next to you who raised their hand and say, you know, I'm not surprised. You know, because we all go through that. We all experience that. Uh, we we say something, or maybe sometimes it's even the tone that we use, and we just want to pull all that back in and put it back in our mouth because we know we've messed up. Our tongue can get us into all kinds of trouble. According to a recent study that I saw, the average person speaks about 16,000 words every day. Now, I know some of you wives out there are saying in your mind, my husband is way below his quota because he doesn't talk as much as I want him to. And that may be the case, but you know, 16,000 words is plenty of words to get yourself into trouble, isn't it? Oh man, you know, there are times I think back that I just wish I just kept my mouth shut instead of using some of those 16,000 words. Not too long ago, I saw a a sports commentator on TV, and apparently a a baseball manager had said some very uncomplimentary things about the baseball commissioner, and he, not surprisingly, received a big fine for his words. And this sportscaster was kind of defending the guy, you know? And he said, you know, I I don't know what all the big hubbub is. It's just words. Oh, there's no such thing as just words, is there? No. Words are incredibly powerful. The words that we speak are, you know, the Bible gives us all kinds of guidance 
telling us how to use our words. You know, it, it, the, the Bible uses words like tongue and speech and language and talk and lips and mouth uh, over 2,500 times in the Bible. And most of the time, it's a warning about how we should use our words. Do you think God realizes how important our words are? Giving us 2,500 words. You know, the, the power, the impact that our words can have is incredible. Back in the 1960s, NASA was getting ready to launch a rocket. Fortunately, it was an unmanned rocket because it had just cleared the tower and it exploded in a ball of fire. They went back trying to figure out what caused this. And what they found was that there was one missing hyphen in the programming. And that's what caused the explosion. Uh, Another occasion, this is very recently, uh, an error in programming caused one teacher in the Washington, D.C. area to be fired for, for no reason, really. But a reason popped up, and so they, they let her go. Over 40 other teachers uh, got lower uh, recommendations than they should have because of that error. One of the most famous mistakes in history is in the so-called Sinner's Bible. Have you heard about this? So this was back like in the 1600s when the things were still pretty primitive in printing and so on. And they tried to print a a reprint of the King James Bible. But they made several mistakes in the typesetting. And in fact, they even left out or added some words in some places. So when the Bible came out, the fifth commandment said, Thou shalt commit adultery. Oops. I mean, that's a typo. You know what I mean? That is a big one. So, you know, we got to be careful with the words that we use. And, you know, James wants us to understand that. When he wrote his letter, he pointed out how important our tongue and our words really are. Last week, Chris read uh, in chapter 1 where James said, if you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you're fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. And just like today, back then, People claim to be religious, but they may have a close walk with God, but they may not. And he's saying, you know, if you're saying, I'm close to God, but your mouth isn't reflecting that, then you're just fooling yourself. So if we're serious about drawing close to God and serving God, then one of our top priorities needs to be our words. We need to be careful what we say. We need to speak words that lift up and bring life, words that heal and not words that, he, that hurt and destroy. So James wants us to understand exactly how harmful and destructive our tongue can be. As he starts out this section in chapter 3, James said, you know, if we could control our tongue, we would be perfect and could control ourselves in every way. So James says, you know what? If you can do that, Man, you can, you can control anything. You can take, and take care of it. But unfortunately, most of us have a problem with that. It's not easy, is it? Controlling what we say can be very, very difficult. And so James goes on to describe how difficult it is to control our tongue. Our tongue is very, you know, it's not, it's not that significant. It's not that big. So why is it so hard to control, James? James gives us some excellent reasons. 
He gives us, in fact, some examples in his section here. The first thing he shows us is the tongue is small, but it is very powerful. Our words have meaning. Uh, He gives us some examples of that power. First of all, he compares our words to horses who are controlled by a very small bit that's placed into their mouth. Some of you may own horses. Some of you may be horse riders. Uh, Most of you have at least seen a horse, so you kind of know what I'm talking about. Horses are very powerful animals. But isn't it amazing that even the smallest person on a trained horse can control the direction and the speed of that horse just with the bit and the reins that are in that horse's mouth? Uh, It's amazing. The second picture he gives to us is an illustration of a large ship that's controlled by its rudder. Uh, Maybe you've been on a cruise. Uh, I've, I haven't done that, but I've seen those cruise ships. I've even you know, had people tell me about how awesome it is. It's like a floating city. Anything you want to do on land, you can do out there uh, on that ship. I even know a guy who serves as a chaplain on the boat. I mean, he conducts Sunday services and everything. That's, that's an amazing thing. But you know, that huge ship can be controlled by a relatively small item, the rudder. And that rudder can direct the path that that ship takes. The third picture he gives us is a small spark. And that small spark can start a huge fire. You know, every year, especially in the southwest United States, but not always only there, hundreds of thousands of acres of damage is done by fires, wildfires that sweep across the land. Last year, in fact, September the 5th, we're coming up on that anniversary, a gender reveal event in California. You know, one of those things where it kind of poofs the smoke of blue or, or pink, depending on the gender of the child that's coming. And so a couple wanted to do that. So their, their little poof of color actually sparked a fire. And the fire quickly grew out of control. And it took from September to November to extinguish that fire. And in the meantime, thousands of acres of forest were destroyed. Several homes, several businesses were destroyed. And even the life of one firefighter was destroyed because of the fire. Just a spark. So what's James' point here in these pictures? He wants us to understand that Although the tongue is not the biggest part of our body, and it's not the most obvious part of our body, it can cause us all kinds of trouble. It has the power of life and death. The second problem with our tongue is it is extremely erratic. You know, sometimes we're not sure what's coming out until it already has, you know, and it's out of our mouth, and we think, "Uh uh-oh, I never should have said that. I never should have done that. But, you know, here's what James says about your tongue. He says, you know, sometimes it praises the Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, brothers and sisters, that is not right. Isn't it kind of tragic that we come to a place like this? We sing praises to God. We lift up prayers to Him. We say, oh, what a wonderful time of service. And then we leave, 
And maybe we get no farther than the parking lot. And we're already saying hateful words. Maybe we're trying to discipline our kids and that's a problem. Or maybe we're on the way home and we say, I hate it when we sing that worship song. I don't like that song at all. Or did you see the way he was wearing his hair? Unbelievable. And so we're gossiping and we're complaining and we're griping. Maybe we go out and we, we, we're, let's, let's eat out together. Okay, that's great. We'll go eat out. And then we complain to the waitress or, or even to the manager complaining about our, our order or whatever. James says, you know, that should not be. Out of the mouth that praise and prayer comes should not come the, the cursing and the, the downplaying of others. It's not right. J- James asks this. He says, does a spring of water bubble fresh water and bitter water? Does a, a tree, a fig tree produce olives or does a, a, a grapevine produce figs? He says, no. The answer is obviously is no. He says, well, you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. And what he means there by that is, you know, our tongue is erratic. And so, you know, we can't bring both good and evil out of it and be consistent. It's just not the way it's supposed to be. Okay, so what should we do? Our tongue is powerful, but it's very erratic. We're not sure what's coming next. So what should we do? Well, some people's answer is to just kind of say, well, you know what? That's me. That's just the way I am. I can't help it. Whatever's on my mind comes out my mouth. I'm not sure I'm thinking until I've already said it, you know. That's just the way it is. You just got to live with it. Well, I don't think that's the answer. Because our words can do such damage. We need to get ahead of that and not be behind it. There's one lady who was in a a very serious traffic accident. She was an elderly lady, and uh, they put her in the hospital to to give her some time for recuperation. And as sometimes happens, uh, when the lady was there in the hospital, a a lawyer came looking for a a client, you know, and he came in and said, ma'am, I heard about your accident, and you need to ask for damages from this. And the lady said, I've already had all the damages I need. What I need are some repair right? And have you ever felt like that? You know, I need, I need to be fixed. She knew that's what she needed most. And like that, that's what our words, we need to look for some repair. And God wants us to learn how to, how to gauge our words, how to tame our tongue. And with his help, we certainly can do it. We need the repairs that he can provide. Now, let me just use the rest of my time that I've got here and give some, give some suggestions. I'm not going to answer all your questions, but here are some suggestions, some places to start improving our speech. First of all, ask God for, for his help. That's where we start. That's the beginning point. I know that sounds like a church answer. You know, well, how do we fix it? Well, let's pray about it. But it's true that we go to God and we, we ask Him to help us. And our first step is probably to confess to God and say, God, you know what? I've got a problem with my words. I need help. I need you to, to show me the way out of this. And then also, we pray that prayer and we ask for God's help. But then also, as we go through from day to day, as we go through our regular routines, there are times that we need to just say a quick sentence prayer to God. Those challenging moments when they come along. 
You know, maybe uh, we ask for God uh, to help us when we go into that meeting that we know, uh, you know, that work meeting that's going to be contentious and it's going to be a problem. And so we say, God, help us as we go into this meeting. Help me watch my words. Or maybe, you know, when we see that person that we're trying to avoid and that person's coming our way and we know if we say the wrong thing, boy, it's going to set them off. So we pray, God, help me. Watch what I say. Help me say the right thing, the thing that will help and not the thing that will hurt. Or maybe we know there's going to be a discussion with our spouse later on, and it could be contentious. We say, God, help me with my words. Or we're correcting our kids. God, help me know exactly what to say and how I should say it. God will help. Before the situation, we pray before we speak. The second thing is, be slow to speak. Uh, James 1.19, Chris showed us this last week, you have to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Now, of course, the quick to hear part, uh, he very well talked to us about listening to what God wants us to do, listening to his word. I would also suggest, to add to that, we also need to listen to the person that we're in a conversation with. Listen to what they're saying. Don't just be sitting there thinking about how am I going to respond? How am I going to, how am I going to get the best of them? How am I going to win this argument? No, we, we listen to what they're saying. We may find that we agree with more than we think we do. So we're, we're slow to speak. And a huge step in that is just getting control uh, uh, by pausing a moment to think, what am I going to say? How is this going to sound? If you can hesitate for just a second, it will give you time to, to say that prayer and to weigh the words before they're out of your mouth. I, I knew about a woman who had a very serious throat condition, and she went to see the doctor, and the doctor said, this is going to be hard for you to do, but you, I don't want you to speak I don't want you to whisper. I don't want you to sing. I don't want you to make any sound with your vocal cords for six months. Wow. I have trouble doing that for six minutes, let alone six months. So for six months, her only communication was either writing something down or, uh, you know, doing a computer or, or typing, you know, some, some way to communicate in that way. After the six months were over and, and she could again speak, somebody asked her, so what did you learn during that time when you had to, to eat, write it all out and communicate that way? And she said, you know what? One thing I really learned was I would write something out and then I would look at it and then I would wad it up and throw it away. She said, I learned that many of the things I felt like I had to say, I really didn't have to say. Isn't that true of us too? I know it's true of me. You know, sometimes I just like to fill the silence by saying something. But you know, you'd be surprised how many times your words don't accomplish what you think they're going to. And so it's better sometimes just to pause, to think, how's this person going to hear what I've got to say? You know, much of today's communication is instantaneous. You know, you, you type the type the email or a text or some other kind of message, and you hit send, and it's almost there before you lift your finger from the button that says send, you know? It, it, it's so immediate. How many of you have ever received a text or an email from somebody, and then quickly after that, they sent you another one that said, oops, wrong person? Anybody? 
That happens to me. I've done it. I'm not going to ask if you've done it, because I know none of you probably have. Uh, the company that I work for, occasionally I would get a, uh, an email that went to all so many thousands of people because they hit reply all instead of just reply. Our words can really get out there, right? Instant communication. That means we need to be very careful before we hit send. Not just because of those uh, examples I gave, but sometimes just because we need the time to, to look at what we just said. It amazes me sometimes how people can type and post things that they would never say to the person if they were there in front of them. You know, you go on Facebook or whatever you use, and it's amazing sometimes the vicious, cruel, harmful, hurtful things that are said there. So we need to be careful with our communication. I I know this has been shared here before. But it is so good, I I want to do it again. You've heard that old adage, you know, think before you speak. Well, you go through that and use each of those letters. So the T is, uh, is it true? Is what I'm about to say, is it true? Then helpful, H, is it helpful? Or is this going to be hurtful? Then comes I, is this going to inspire this person? Is it going to lift them up? Or is it going to drag them down? And then N, is this really necessary? Does this really need to be said, or is it just to make me feel better? And then K, is it kind? That's an important thing to keep in our minds. And before we speak, think about it. You know, is it true? Is it helpful? So on. Uh, do, think about it before you say something, and that is, the, that is the first step, and that's the key to controlling what we say. Then the last suggestion I've got for you here is to start with the heart and not with your mouth. You see, the problem isn't really our tongue as much as it is our heart. Because the problem is we bring out in our mouth whatever is in our heart. A couple of different times Jesus said, whatever is in your heart determines what you say. And that's true. So, you know, if we don't want awful stuff, harmful stuff, hurtful stuff coming out of our mouths, we need to ask God to get it out of our heart. Because out of the heart, the mouth speaks. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 18, Jesus said, The words you speak come from your heart. And that's what James was getting at here in chapter 3. You know, when he's talking about a spring of fresh water and bitter water and a fig tree producing olives, and so on. What's inside is what comes out. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of us are really insensitive to what is in our mouth or in our heart. And so whatever is in there is what comes out. In Philippians chapter 4, Paul taught us to think about things that are pure and honorable and right and lovely and admirable. You know, he says, these are the things you think about, the things that are excellent, the things that are worthy of praise. So let me just ask you, what do you think about? What do you watch? What do you read? What do you take into your heart and into your life? Because whatever it is, whatever you're taking in, that's what's going to come back out in your words. No wonder the wise man Solomon said, guard your heart above all else. Because it determines the course 
of your life. Another version says, everything you do flows from your heart. Ephesians says, let everything you do, let everything you say be good and helpful, so your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Did you catch that? Everything should be helpful and kind and good. It's kind of like the advice that that great theologian Bambi, or uh, Thumper, gave in the movie Bambi. You remember what Thumper said? If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. I know that's a double negative, but we'll give give Bambi and uh, Thumper a break on that. But that's what my mom taught me. Is that what your mom taught you? If you can't say something nice, just be quiet. Don't say anything. And there's a flip side of what Thumper said. Thumper said, uh, you know, if you have something, can't say something nice, don't say anything. But the flip side of it is, if you do have something nice to say, say it. I can't tell you how many times somebody says, you know, if I, if I disagree, if I've got a problem, you'll hear from me. If you don't hear from me, assume everything's okay. What's up with that? We need to be encouraged, don't we? We need somebody saying words that will be uplifting, that will encourage us, that will build us up. And if you've got those kind of words, you need to say them. James said, you know, if you can control your tongue, you'd be perfect. And you could control yourself in every way. Our words, you know, they have the power to build up or to tear down. Words can wreck long-term friendships and relationships. Words can break up families. They can mess up workplaces. They can split churches. Words can bring harmful pain and oppressive trauma, unimaginable heartache, rebirth, revival. We need those healing words in our lives. Instead, we need to use words like, I love you. You're doing a good job. I'm rooting for you. I'm proud of you. I forgive you. I'm sorry. God loves you. We ask God for His help. We slow down before we speak. And we start right here in the heart. I'd like to pray for us. Our Father God, we we praise Your name. We want our words to be worthy of You. To lift you up, to lift those around us up, to encourage them. So, Father, just teach us to take care in what we say. Help us to slow down, to speak truth, to speak helpful words. Father, just remove those things in our heart that would be harmful or damaging. And help us replace them with things that are honest and pure and lovely. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.